Hello and welcome. I'm Al Barrows, and this is UFO Disclosure, the podcast that's meant to show an average person's reaction to all the UAP, UFO news from everywhere and anywhere. Today, I'll be talking about current events that have come up in the social media this past week. First, I'll be addressing um, David Grush's security clearance or lack thereof. I'll also be talking about the director of Arrow, the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office's director, Sean Kirkpatrick, and his imminent retirement. I'll be uh, touching on the second Mexican UAP conference and covering an expedition that went into the Amazon to help the Kitu tribe that had been plagued by an ET-type hominid being that's been attacking them and possibly even peeling away their youngsters and um, family members' faces. Stay with me. It should be a fascinating podcast. I'd like to show a clip of a House representative called Eric Burleson. He was very effective in getting an amendment passed um, to reinstate David Grush's security clearance. I rise in support of this amendment, which would increase slash decrease funding to express that the Office of Personnel Management should renew the security clearance of David Grush. See, Mr. Grush formerly served as the Reconnaissance Office representative to the UAP task force from 2019 to 2021. He recently testified before Congress claiming that partial fragments and even intact vehicles have been found for decades by the federal government, our allies, and defense contractors. According to Mr. Grush, objects and vehicles retrieved are of, quote, exotic origin based on the vehicle's morphologies and material science testing and the possession of unique atomic arrangements and radiological signatures. Mr. Grush also told us that the U.S. is in possession of non-human spacecraft and dead pilots. And finally, Mr. Grush told us that he has spoken with the intelligence officials whom the U.S. military had briefed on, quote, football field-sized aircrafts, that the U.S. government transferred some crashed UAPs to defense contractor, and that the intelligence officials were also briefed on malevolent activity from extraterrestrial beings. Now, of course, all of this is very interesting to me and a number of my colleagues on the Oversight Committee. And my first question, when, it, when I had an opportunity for Mr. Grush, was to say that those are pretty incredible claims. But I'm from the show me state, you're gonna have to show me. And I requested specifics, information, which could not be uh, conveyed in that hearing, not in a secure setting. And unfortunately, he's unable to provide us with any supporting evidence to back up his claims because his security clearance has lapsed. Now, my understanding is that Mr. Grush did go through the proper channels here by turning over classified information to the IC Inspector General. And he ultimately filed a complaint to the IC Inspector General alleging that the information that he presented to the IC has been illegally withheld from Congress. So I'd like to know more about these claims and so would a number of my colleagues on both sides of the aisles. I, now I'm certainly pleased that the Oversight Committee is working hard to bring the relevant Inspector General so we can cut through all of the roadblocks and, that have been presented since Mr. Grush stepped forward. But we need to cover all possible angles here, and if we can get Mr. Grush in a skiff 
with an active security clearance, that would go a long way. This amendment simply expresses the support for the Office of Personnel Management to renew the security clearance of David Grush so that he can show us his work. Gentleman yields questions on the amendment offered by the gentleman from Missouri. Those in favor say aye. Those opposed, no. In the opinion of the chair, the ayes have it. The amendment is agreed to. Okay. So I thought that was a good synopsis uh, for those of you that haven't been following um, reports on David Grush. Um, he talks about how um, he's recommending that they pass an amendment to have David Grush's security clearance reinstated. And that was Eric Burleson uh, from Missouri. He's a Republican. And he was very effective in getting that amendment passed. I'd like to now show a clip from News Nation where Chris Cuomo is speaking with Jeremy Corbell and giving their reaction to the amendment being passed. Will allow the guy on your screen, whistleblower Dave Grush, to give details, top secret information about UFOs, including what he had heard about alien bodies and to now give it to members of Congress. Is today a day in the right direction? Investigative journalist Jeremy Corbell. It's good to see you, brother. Uh, do you believe? Well, this is a moment. Like, as you said, today is a good day. The pushback against David Grush and what he testified to under oath during the congressional hearing. I mean, it was powerful. He said, I have the UFO program names. I have holding locations of intact non-human intelligence vehicles, one the size of a football field, not just spacecraft. But he says pilots, locations of non-human tech and biologics, which is the word bodies. So as well as, by the way, a list of both hostile and non-hostile people that he could call to come forward. So this has been fought against. Can we get David Grush in a skiff? Today was great because, as you said, there was an amendment passed to make that happen, which shouldn't be hard because he's still eligible for all his clearances. It's the new beginning. David Grush stepped forward. And remember, he came to me and George Knapp when, before any of this, before the public knew his name. And he was worried because of the reprisals coming at him. I can tell you, I have personally talked with more than a handful of individuals with direct witness knowledge of these programs. And they do want to come forward. And I'll tell you this, people have come forward to the ICIG, I guess, former Chuck McCullough. You know, people are making these um assertions and they and they are moving forward with the process people don't trust arrow dr shanker patrick is out and for good reason so right. they're doing a better process so and the subpoenas are coming that's good. the deal getting brush in there he's going to name names the subpoenas are coming i like it we'll keep talking and i appreciate you always a pleasure brother. thank you so they seem excited about that um but i i'd like to take a, a closer look so obviously um a lot of people in the UFO community are excited about this uh, amendment to get David Grush's clearance back. I'd like to, as I said, take a closer look. And um, I got this on Reddit, posted by U forward dash personal window 4938. Just to clarify things, um, this text pretty much says that Grush did not have his clearance reinstated yet been a lot of overzealous and false headlines going around right now that a lot of people are running with. And uh, we need to take a second to clear up the confusion here. And I, I agree. So I'm reading uh, directly from this text. The news is reporting that, quote, an amendment was added 
to financial to the financial services appropriations bill for which reinstated Grush's security clearance. This is misleading and not at all what happened. It's good to know because most people as well as myself had assumed that it had already passed. Congress does not have the authority to issue security clearances via legislation. So what did happen is that an amendment was added to the bill to increase and then immediately decrease the Office of Personal Management Budget and to request they reinstate Grush's clearance. What does this mean? Okay, it means Congress is asking the office to do them a favor, basically, and reinstate Grush's security clearance. Uh, The office is under zero obligation to follow through and do this. This is Congress simply expressing that they would like it to be done. Um, Other things to consider are the fact that um, the bill has not been passed through the House yet. Um, Before it would have any weight at all, it would have to be, and the Senate, and get signed by uh, the President, Biden, with that amendment attached. Every step of the process has to be followed. So the reason why, you know, this needs to be pointed out is because there seems to be a lot of misinformation as to what actually happened. And folks are getting prematurely excited. I want Grush to be in that skiff as well as much as the next guy. Um, But I also want us to understand what's actually going on and why we need to keep the pressure on. This is not over yet. Grush still doesn't have his clearance. But Representative Anna Polina Luna did get permission to read uh, what uh, Grush, read the report that Grush gave to the Inspector General. So that's something, even if Grush can't make it into the skiff this time. Anna Polina will be reading from the report that Grush gave the Inspector General. And um, that should help shape the um, next UAP hearing. So I'd like to move on and talk about... um, Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, the director of Arrow or the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. It's been announced that uh, he's retiring, and I'm sure that you guys heard uh, Jeremy Corbell in the previous uh, clip that I um, showed that uh, he is stepping down. I got this press release from the um, U.S. Department of Defense uh, from the Deputy Secretary of Defense, Kathleen Hicks about Sean Kirkpatrick's upcoming um, retirement from the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. Many people in the ufology uh, circles are excited about Sean Kirkpatrick retiring because they considered him a gatekeeper or a disinformation agent, a gatekeeper who ignored testimony of whistleblowers time and time again. And um, he even... um, I guess, disparaged Grush's statements and at one point said that he had invited David Grush in, but that David Grush never uh, came in to speak to him. And David Grush uh, replied right away in social media and outright um, said that that was a lie, that he was never invited to come in to talk to uh, Sean Kirkpatrick. Um, So now in the final weeks, he's making all these outrageous statements. And um, I have a recording of him actually stating that as an intelligence agent or former intelligence agent, that you should expect him to lie. And that certainly probably 
uh, wouldn't have helped his case much, I would say. You expect me to lie to you. Where we're really going is, um, as an intelligence officer, I would expect all of you to expect me to lie to you. Okay, so I played that a few times because it's hard to believe that someone in his uh, office would come out right and say that. It's a surprising statement, uh, not to mention a few other surprising statements that he made in association uh, with Grush. And uh, he recently also said that uh, a paper that he put out um, with Avi Loeb, the um, famous uh, scientist uh, about the Omao Mao um, meteor, uh, had been put out uh, without his consent or before it had been um, edited uh, properly by Avi Loeb. I guess on his way out, he just is um, coming out with all these bizarre statements. It's obvious to me, though, my reaction is that Arrow, the Old Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, which is supposed to be encouraging whistleblowers to come in and give testimony, um, is not working the way that it should. Um, hopefully, the um, next director of the Old Domain Anomaly Resolution Office uh, will be much more forthcoming. I'd like to move on and talk about the second Mexican UAP hearing. I've just done one. They're already on their second one. And I thought it uh, would be interesting to compare and contrast um, the way that uh, they go about doing things. And there are a lot of reput reputable uh, scientists, course, and doctors involved in this. These are the mummies, of course, and they come in various sizes. These are very small. The, this past UAP hearing was on the 7th of November. So this is being translated. It's a little hard to understand. It's giving you a taste of what went on. It had uh, three fingers and three toes. There were x-rays taken of them, MRIs. Well, they studied everything, their nervous system included. Okay, so this is just to give you an idea of um, how well studied these um, Mexican mummies are. They found eggs in uh, one of the mummies that was being studied. Uh, there was some talk about uh, fetus being found. Nervous system was studied. Their heads seemed to rest at a different location than ours, not centrally, uh, more centrally located on the spine than uh, ours is. Yeah, so the um, Mexican uh, UAP hearing, the second one, took place on November the uh, 7th. It was quite long, three and a half hours. That's why I just wanted to give you a, a, a brief look at it. Um, interesting thing about it is that um, what came out was that they're still not actively recording UFO sightings. And these mummies that uh, they studied uh, were from the first UAP hearings brought by uh, Haomi Mausan had previously been studied at a university in Ica, Peru. They had been thoroughly analyzed even before they got there. Um, there's some talk that uh, they're not human, but they might be uh, have some human DNA in them. Uh, speakers were all highly credentialed people, and uh, they found eggs in one of the mummies. And they also found um, some metal pieces inside of um, some of the mummies of a rare, very rare uh, metal. Yeah, they found a very uh, pieces of rare metal called osmion, which wasn't even discovered until 1903 here, and it was infused into their bones. 
Uh, we're talking about uh, at least a thousand years ago, if not more, on these mummies. How is that possible? My reaction to that is that uh, it's definitely noteworthy. This is uh, Dr. Celestino Adolfo Piotti, and uh, he examined the bodies, and he says that the bodies examined at the Mexican Congress hearing don't come from space. They are our descendants. That's a big bombshell. I know they found some human DNA in it. Um, uh, they come from the future. So Dr. Celestino Adolfo Piotti is an Argentinian scientist and surgeon. He's one of the experts um, that were present in the second Mexican hearing. And he claims that after analyzing the bodies himself, he came to the conclusion that these bodies belong to a longtime descendant of modern human beings. He claims he discovered this idea when pairing his findings to an alternative evolution theory he developed in the 80s called the Guardian Theory. The remains of these mummies, he claims, are consistent with the evolutionary path of human beings, and most likely the other remains found in the Nazca caves, because supposedly they found a lot more mummies than uh, we're seeing here at this hearing. These mummies were found in a mining cave, an old mining cave. Dr. Piotti is saying that um, these uh, remains that were found um, could be the missing link between ancient hominids and modern sapiens. He's saying that there was some sort of genetic manipulation. That So he's talking about some futuristic stuff here and genetic man manipulation. And, and that was uh, Dr. Celestino Adolfo Piotti that uh, I just quoted from. So I thought it was interesting to see the difference uh, between uh, the Mexican UAP hearings and our UAP hearings. They're still not sure whether um, they're dealing with extraterrestrial uh, mummies, talking about uh, DNA being found, possible relation to human beings. There was metal, uh, very rare metal found inside the mummies, um, some eggs as well. I just think that it's fascinating that um, pieces of metal were fused in the bones. Um, I mean, my reaction to that is that um, these beings were pretty advanced. If they were fusing metal into a bone like that. I'd like to transition now and change gears and um, move into um, or go back to something that I, I talked about and did a couple of podcasts on. It's a um, tribe in the Amazon. It's called the Ikitu tribe. And since this past July, they've been plagued by some sort of a ET or some sort of a hominid being that's been terrorizing the Ikitu tribe. And they've been getting very little help from the government or the police. Uh, this Ikitu tribe lives in a very remote area of the Amazon. They also have this myth of a um, creature called the Pela Gara. And translated, that means the face peeler. Um, and they've had incidents where uh, certain people have been abducted and their faces peeled off. And they believe that uh, these are the culprits. Uh, now, the um, government story on this, most probably these are not extraterrestrials, but illegal miners trying to get at the gold 
found in the reserves of the Amazon River, and they're trying to terrorize the local tribespeople to get at that gold. Unfortunately, um, the tribespeople have reported that they've shot at these uh, beings and um, to no effect. Uh, they're not affected by um, shotgun pellets, and they're able to disappear. And the description of these um, beings that are terrorizing the Kitu tribe are very alien-like. They're supposedly wearing full-face helmets and flying on these surfboards. They have these shoes with discs on them that allow them to float. And just recently, right before um, this gentleman here, by the name of Timothy Alberino, who's a well-known author, uh, published a book called Birthright. On his own dime, he um, organized an expedition and went down there with the fellow behind him by the name of Doug, an ex-Green Beret. And uh, he brought a boatload, a huge boatload full of supplies for these poor people in this remote area, investigated what was going on. He actually, um, him and Doug looked at their rifles and decided that they needed to be cleaned and better cared for. He actually uh, brought down uh, night vision goggles for them and radios that you see in that picture there on the table. And Doug and um, Timothy Alberino organized them so that they'd be able to do night patrols. They've been patrolling the jungle at night uh, to keep their um, families safe. And I thought that uh, that was noteworthy. And uh, my reaction to that is um, more power to you. Uh, uh, Timothy Alberino and Doug, uh, appreciate that somebody's looking out uh, for this uh, poor tribe, um, even though the government has been very unresponsive. From what I know, they sent a couple of uh, police officers that were very lax in their investigation. So they're pretty much on their own. And I appreciate what uh, Mr. Mr. Alberino and Doug have done down there, helping the Kitu tribe Um and I thought that uh, it was interesting. I mean, you never know what's going on down there. Um, they have no reason to be lying about um, these beings flying around on this. And as I said, right before uh, Mr. Alberino showed up, a 15-year-old girl was abducted and she was traumatized. And she gave a description of um, two uh, beings uh, flying on surfboards that uh, tried to abduct her and tried to peel her face off. And um, it's just uh, really odd and um, um, just very curious that this is still going on because I had been reporting on this uh, since this past um, July. Okay, so I'd like to conclude um, with a clip from an area very close to uh, where Timothy Alberino and Doug went into their expedition. This is a clip of a... Um, tribesperson in a very remote area in the Amazon basin who's being asked whether he's familiar with what an alien is. Has he ever heard the word alien? He has no idea what they're talking about. But as soon as they show him a picture, he recognizes it right away. And they're speaking in uh, Portuguese, by the way. I'll try and translate. The so they're asking him about aliens. Alienígena. What? Alienígena. <laughs> <laughs> he's never heard the word before. Alienígena. No. It's called Mayushibu. 
So they showed him the picture, and he's saying that they call it a mancunan wabu. é um que mora debaixo da terra. É, eu falei and uh, it's very dangerous. A lot of people are missing because of it, and they can actually take your spirit underneath the ground. they can appear in a divine light. that you can make contact with them. So this is interesting, and in, you know, in, in light of um, what's going on with the Kitu tribe, um, I don't know if there's any connection. There's also been a lot of reports of um, greys living underneath the ground. So I, th I thought it was noteworthy that um, they have a, um, a mythos or a legend of a creature called the Mankunawabu um, that has become an ant and lives underneath the ground now. And uh, quite often, uh, in some reports, the greys are reported as being ant-like. So there's obviously something going on in the Amazon area. I'd like to show a um, clip of um, something a tribes person from the Amazon uh, recorded recently. It's a hominid, some sort of a creature or a man inside of a tree. And you have to look way up at the top of the screen in order to see this. So this is, uh, the heading says, Peru attacks footage of a black figure adjusting something on its back whilst atop a tree in the Pichanaki district of Peru. That's in the Amazon basin. Yeah, that guy. If you look up him. here, See, there's somebody up there. How they got up there is beyond me. Mira, puta madre casa. I'll enlarge it so that uh, you get a better look. Yeah, look up here. Casa, mira, mira, puta madre casa. Okay, how they got up there is beyond me. Right up here. Take a look there. Somebody in that tree, way up there. See there? I have no idea what that is. But it's interesting in light of um, the reports of um, hominids flying around figure here is adjusting something on their back. Um, and there have been reports of uh, illegal miners with jetpacks flying around um, that are terrorizing uh, these people. So I just thought that was noteworthy uh, in relation to the uh, quote-unquote ET hominid uh, attacks or the Pelacara um, attacks going on uh, in the Peruvian um, Amazon uh, forest with the Akitu tribes. So before I end, I'd like to also show a um, clip of Ross Colhart commenting on um, the change of leadership at Arrow. This is um, Ross Colhart uh, talking with Bryce Zabel, um, saying that uh, Carl Nell is one of the candidates for the new director of Arrow, uh, but that uh, they're may be some pushback from the Department of Defense. And Carl Nell uh, supported David Grush in the debrief article and agrees with the um, what Grush has been saying. Just going to play a little bit of this. 
that uh, one of your sources from your book was one of the people. Is that Carl Nell? Um, that was one of the um, people. That, that he, was was, he was a source for Leslie Kane and Ralph Blumenthal for their debrief story. Right. And he, he provided right. yes. the support for David Grush in the original uh, David Grush story that appeared in the in the debrief that broke the story of David Grush, and he unequivocally backed David Grush to the hilt as a person of um, integrity and and vouched for what he was saying, which is quite extraordinary because one he's a full bird colonel, and two he's a hugely well respected person inside the uh, the U.S. defence community. And yes, I've heard his name is being mooted as a potential candidate, but. There are other names, and I know there's a pushback from defense, um, the defense. Okay, so that was uh, Russ Colhart commenting on uh, the possibility of Carl Nell being the next um, director of Arrow. Okay, and I'm just going to show a picture of what Carl Nell looks like. This is Carl Nell right here. Yes, um, Carl Nell uh, was very supportive of Grush. He's a retired army colonel who worked with David Grush on the UAP task force. He could be um, the new director of Arrow, the Old Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. Carl Nell said that Grush's claims are true, that uh, NHIs or non-human intelligences are behind some of uh, the UFOs that we see. So in addition to that, I'd like to do an update on Eric Burleson's uh, push. Eric Burleson was very effective in pushing for the amendment to get his clearance um, so that he could possibly speak in one of the uh, SCIF uh, uh, meetings. Um, and there was supposed to have been one on the uh, 16th, uh, one of two. And I just got an update on the uh, SCIF meeting and aftermath, and it's uh, not very encouraging. Uh, Eric Burleson, who was tweeted here, um, that he thought the um, plan to review Grush's uh, account of the UAP was BS. Um, he wasn't very happy with the results of the uh, meeting. He says here, uh, it says here that Burleson says Inspector General had BS plan to, quote-unquote, review Grush's account for the UAP caucus in SCIF. So Eric Burleson, which was uh, the person that was very effective in getting Grush's um, clearance um, uh, through as an amendment, doesn't necessarily mean that he has clearance yet, but he was really pushing for that. And uh, I guess he wanted Grush at the uh, SCIF meeting that was planned for the 16th this past Thursday, but that was postponed until after the holidays. And Eric Burleson uh, was very upset about that. So before Thursday's SCIF briefing was postponed, Eric Burleson was hoping to get something out of it. And he reported that his staff was alerted by the House Oversight Committee personnel that the intelligence community never intended to let lawmakers read the UFO whistleblower David Grush's firsthand account in the SCIF. So the SCIF that was supposed to happen on the uh, 16th uh, is now postponed for three weeks, but the UAP uh, caucus members are promising to keep the pressure 
on the inspector general. Two House caucus members confirmed that the second classified Grush briefing is now slated for Thursday, December the 7th. Burleson uh, said that it's sad the classified session had to be moved until after Thanksgiving. So Eric Burleson is understandably uh, pretty upset there. He did go through a lot of trouble uh, to try and get uh, Grush's clearance uh, reinstated. Um, Congress uh, is pretty preoccupied, especially before the holidays and especially now with the budget and all. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, just wanted to keep you up to date on what's going on. Um, also know now that um, Sean Kirkpatrick as director of the old Domain Anomaly Resolution Office is out and uh, Carl Nell will possibly be stepping in. And uh, he's a very pro-Grush advocate. So that, uh, that should be good for more transparency from uh, Arrow. Uh, I hope you guys um, enjoyed my coverage of the um, expedition um, by Timothy Alberino and Doug to help the Kitu tribe. It's obvious that something is going on down there, whether it's a SIAP program by the military, but uh, somebody is definitely messing around with the um, Kitu tribe down there. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. I am at UFO Disclosure. Dot com. My Instagram is UFO Disclosure Podcast. And my Twitter is UFO Disclosure with an underscore at the end. And I also have a YouTube channel at UFO Disclosure dash B as in Bravo R3YY. Thank you very much. Happy holidays, holidays to all of you out there. And all my love and good intentions go out to all. Stay well and uh, keep looking for the truth. Thank you. Thank you for listening.